Listeners and viewers to another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. I am your host today, Matt Matera, and joined with me is, as he likes to say, the one, the only, it is John Ledyard. John, how does it feel to play second fiddle, man? It feels good, actually, man. And I, I, asked, I said, Matt, can you bring us in today a little bit? Because I'm a little bit under the weather, and so I'm powering through for the pod anyway. But I was like, man, I got to have that energy and that vocality that you bring there at the beginning of the podcast. Can't bring that when you're feeling under the weather. So in considering the circumstances, I think you nailed that. And it feels really good to be second fiddle today. <laughs> well, thank you for the kind words. You know, you got to try to bring the energy and sorry, you're feeling under the weather, but uh, not saying that this is a medical cure. But if there's one thing that could bring it up a little bit for you, it would be drinking a Celsius energy drink. And of course, the Peter Report podcast is brought to you by Celsius Energy. I am rocking the peach mango green tea today. What do you got there, John? I got a little tropical vibe going on. I have been relying on Celsius to power me through this cold, uh, sparkling starfruit pineapple edition of the tropical vibe. Quite clutch. I'm not going to lie. It has been a huge help to me, especially because I don't sleep that well as a normal human being. Mm. I'm not a normal human being, but <laughs> especially robot. when I'm sick. Yeah. When I'm sick, it goes way downhill. So Tropical vibe has been, yeah, Celsius, very clutch. It, somehow, Matt, there's no sugar in these things, and they taste as good as they do in different flavors. It's really kind of mind-boggling. Well, that's what I love about Celsius, too. Of course, you get no jitters after. It, it's great when you're about to work out or you're going to play a sport or something like that. It gets you in the right frame of mind and, and gets your body moving. But I love the variety of the flavors that Celsius has, and not just the variety, but the taste of it is so good you and we're talking about a, a very eccentric different flavors whether it's you know uh, the, like the the kiwi guava or the mango guava all these different things that you can't get from our other energy drinks so uh big fan of celsius and thank you again to them for being a sponsor of the peter report podcast and make sure you check out their fast protein bars as well mm -hmm. i love the cookies and cream i got a sweet tooth i'm a suck for that type of stuff 20 grams of protein it's a great way to start your day if you know, maybe you're sleeping a little bit too late and you got to head out the door so you can't really have a proper breakfast. The protein bars are a great substitute for that. So uh, make sure you click on the banners on PeterReport.com and uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Go to your local store. You can buy it there too. Celsius Energy, you know where it's at. Yeah, it's the place to be. Hey, we got a guest on the podcast today. We actually have a couple yes, guests. Coming Two on guests. The podcast big day today. for guests. Yeah, it is a big day for guests. And the first of our guests is, is Kristen Jolwin. She comes from Sarasota. She's hailing from Sarasota, Florida, where she has been a fantasy football sports analyst for a while now on the Sports Caffeine. She's going to talk to us today about what it looks like for the Bucks skill players in week one against the Dallas Cowboys. Excited to bring her onto the show to talk with us a little bit. Kristen, how are you? Thanks so much for doing this. I'm good, guys. I actually have to be right back because I'm going to order my Celsius. Because you <laughs> There we go. Another convert. Yeah, but I'm a, you know, you got a new customer now. Just, I mean, I, I can't wait it. to try it. So. That's great. Um, oh, appreciate that. I'm not going to lie to you, Kristen. It's a game changer. It's in, And the different flavors are great as well. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, you uh, are covering fantasy football here. And can you talk to us a little bit about your background? Because I want people to know where they can find you, can find your work, yes. can find everything that you do. Um, and so talk to us about sports caffeine and your background, how you got into the sports and the fantasy football business. 
Well, it all started kind of as a hobby. Um, some guys I know actually were doing a show locally at a bar. Um, it was called a different show that we've kind of gone through progressions and sports caffeine is the one we're at right now. Uh, we really, really got great when uh, during quarantine, let me tell you, because yeah. everyone's at home watching stuff. So that's when it really, um, it, was, it was really fun. There wasn't a lot of sports going on, but and then, um, throughout the progression, I ended up becoming the fantasy girl. I'm not really sure how, probably because I'm the <laughs> smartest or on the show. There you go. Um, we do a live pregame NFL show every Sunday down here in Sarasota at Rafferty's Bar and Grill. Um, so you can come see us. We do our pickums. Uh, there's punishments every week. So it's, it's been a fun show. We do giveaways, things like that. Um, but yeah, somehow I think it's women's intuition that I got to be the fantasy girl. So last year, I actually had an opportunity to be and a charity league called Pros with Joes. Um, Stefania Bell was in the league from ESPN. Um, there was a lot of, you know, I worked with um, Rosalie Michaels, who is the fantasy girl from DraftKings. Yeah. She's awesome. If you guys get a chance to interview nice. her, she's always down for an interview. But so, yeah, you can find us on um, Facebook, Sports Caffeine, um, or Sports Caffeine One on Twitter. I am Kblaze81 um, on Twitter, on Instagram. and uh, See, we were trying to find you on Twitter yeah. before the show to yeah, plug you, and I could not find you by searching your name. It's Yeah, it's an old nickname. As you can see, I talk really fast, and so I <laughs> blaze through things. But um, Kblaze81, um, and we're really excited to start uh, football and start doing our pregame show at Rafferty's. And Hopefully, I'll be doing some more stardom and sit this week um, on Instagram yeah. for you guys and YouTube. That's great. No, we're going to get into some of that too. Week one, what your outlook is for the Bucs and for the host of skill position players that they have. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that. But first, I found out you told me you were a Browns fan. So, oh, we got a little rivalry Ohio going State on here. And so, what happened there? How did that happen? How have you weathered the storm over the years? And are you excited about this season? I mean, growing up in Cleveland, the weather's terrible nine months of the year, so there's nothing to do but watch sports. <laughs> so everyone in Cleveland has raised a Browns fan, so we've suffered. I just turned 40, so I've suffered 40 miserable years. And uh, so it's finally great to – I actually got my first Baker Mayfield jersey, compliments of one of my co-hosts on Sports Caffeine for my birthday, and I've never owned a Browns quarterback jersey in 40 years. So it's to say something, Bernie Kosar might have been – the closest but yeah we're excited for this year i mean we open up at arrowhead i mean what a game uh two yeah. afc contenders there so it's been rough so we're really 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 excited i like this team we have and um it's gonna be fun hopefully we'll see you guys in the uh super bowl yeah i was gonna say that'd I'm be uh that'd it. be quite the matchup uh it's a good thing you didn't get a lot of browns quarterback jerseys because you would have wasted a lot of money with the <laughs> with the amount Actually, of quarterbacks that they went through I appreciate this one. The longest time I had my Joe Jervicious, but I also have my uh, Joe Jervicious Bucks jersey for the longest yep. time as well. Yeah, I went to the same high school as me. So, oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Local That's product. Awesome. No, I mean, you've made the right choice choosing the Ohio State clothing, but hopefully this is the year. Well, last year was kind of the year, too. At the it, Browns that's right you can always count on Ohio State they play is tomorrow night right they know that they, 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 they tonight they play tonight are they going to cover the 14 point spread I have to know that um I would say yes and then some I mean I just always, should I mean I I'm one of those homers and I'm just so bad I'm an annoying Ohio State fan <laughs> and I'm sorry but we, we're gonna be good so take the 14 plus but, that's great. All right, Kristen, let's talk about this Bucks team because it is so fascinating to me get, to get different thoughts from different fantasy analysts as we approach the season. Some of it, yeah, is totally fantasy football chatter, and but also a lot of it is just like who's going to produce the most in this offense with so many different targets, so many different places for Tom Brady to go with the football. I just wonder as you look at the top three receivers on this team, a three a trio of receivers like we really haven't seen many teams like this over. The, I mean, not no. that have three guys like this, then an offense that will throw this much for sure. 
this is pretty rare stuff. So how do you kind of, what statistics or analytics or anything, what process do you use, Kristen, to be able to figure out who to go with out of these three guys? Is it just week to week? Or is there a guy that clearly you're, you're going into the season, you're like, he's hands down the best wide receiver option on the Bucks. Well, with any other team, you look at, you know, who's the defense and who's covering them in the secondary. But here, it doesn't matter because you have three really, really good guys there with Godwin's, Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown. And it's, it really is hard to pick. Um, obviously, it's Tom Brady and Antonio Brown have that great chemistry. And I, I just see them having a really, really big year together again. Um, like we've seen him before with Randy Moss when he set the records. And so Antonio Brown didn't play the whole season last year. He wasn't with the team the whole time. And I can see it's going to be the sneaker because Mike Evans is obviously going first. Chris Godwin is going not farther after him, if not before Evans. Um, but I can see Antonio Brown coming out and having that that caliber year. He's had a year to work with him. He's been in Tampa under these coaches. And um, I'm not going to put a Hall of Fame guy like that. And I think working with Brady, uh, he has been – he's a leader and he's a coach and he's taking mm -hmm. guys who've been troubled under his wing and help them. And these guys want to set records and win Super Bowls. And right. I really see Antonio Brown being a late round guy. You can kind of get, I think his ADP, um, he's around like the number 35 wide receiver. He's pretty late. So, you know, over like an AJ Green, who's also a veteran um, on a different team, I'm going to probably, I'm seeing Antonio Brown as being a sleeper this year and him and Tom Brady, him being the go-to guy for Tom Brady. Yeah, that that's a great point. I'm glad we're having you on now because I had one fantasy draft last week and Antonio Brown was going like right around in that seventh or eighth round, but I have another one co coming up this Monday. I want to make sure that I at least get one Bucks player. And I think it's so interesting with Brown because if he is going in that seventh or eighth round, I would call that a steal or a sleeper, as you just said, because I think more than any other receiver that late in the draft, he has the most potential to solidify himself. And we'll see how it plays out. But he has that great potential to have those blow up games where he has eight receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown or two. Or he could also end up establishing himself as Tom Brady's number one target. When I go back to last year, and I'm talking about for fantasy football for like a whole season, not just a, you know, a game by game basis where like I had Mike Evans love Mike Evans as the player, but as a fantasy football player, I found it a little nerve wracking at times because Mike would have, Mike had at least two games where he had one or two receptions, but it was for a touchdown. So you salvage an okay game because he got the six points on the touchdown but if he only had two receptions and they weren't for scores like that's a really that's a bad game for a right. guy that you're that's taking nothing. as your as your number one wide receiver or a guy that you're taking in the first three rounds so it's, it's so I, tough to juggle yeah. all three of those guys yeah high draft pick mike evans in a ppr half point or full point you're you know two catches like thanks a lot dude i'd rather have the yeah. you know, short slants or whatever to <laughs> catch him but going to be interesting and um yeah another way you know you look at it in the matchups and things like the bucks running backs it's you know we have playoff lenny and he was awesome but last year they ran the ball only 38 percent of the time so you know you're going to want a team um maybe you know christian mccaffrey's going first everywhere you know new quarterback for him we see what they do there in carolina so i am i'm sorry guys i'm staying away from any of the bucks running backs like that's yeah. the area of the bucks yeah. that really wants uh as we know but so for week one coming up um 
But Dallas, you know, Dallas also has that high off the high octane offense. Yeah. And if that can stay healthy, he was my quarterback last year. So same. Yeah, exactly. And, and then I had Brady. So there you go. So, <laughs> no, Brady, uh, he's tough. I think week one, he actually has some um, projections to be like top five quarterback there. Cause I think it's going to be, you know, it's Super Bowl champions at home opening night. I think Ed Sheeran is there. Yep. Um, he's just going to, I think he's going to light it up week one. So as much as you can. So I think he's going to throw a lot. We're going to see a lot of this offense open up. We haven't seen in the preseason. Um, but yeah, I'm staying away from those running backs. And I'm also week one, staying away from that defense. That defense is stacked. You're returning everybody. But I think Dallas is going to put some points on the board. And so this, like for week one, Tom Brady, I'll, yeah, start him and start any of those receivers. Um, if you can get, you know, one in a flex spot or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, stay away from those running backs. And it's going to be... Uh, an air attack on both sides of the ball. And I am so excited. for Yeah. Well, it's going to be, a, it's the perfect way to start off the season, honestly, with those two offenses going toe to toe, those two quarterbacks. But I got to ask you this too, going back to the Antonio Brown thing that you said. So what are we, how much are we riding Antonio Brown here? Like, is he number one on this team in catches yards and touchdown? Are we doing all three or one or the other? Like what uh, can so you, hard because they spread the ball out. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady, I mean, he projected maybe about two rushing touchdowns himself, you know, when they get down there and he does that. He gets those QB sneaks. I love yeah, it. He's going to have the hand great. on the ball, running it in. And, you know, he's going to throw some to Gronk, his, his boy there too, you know, uh, the short one. So I think it's going to be really even spread um, reception-wise. But I think that you're going to have – God, and it's so tough because they all have – long yards you know so we had mm -hmm. the two years where they both had uh, the two thousand yard receivers on the same team and right. i don't see three thousand yard receivers but it could be three eight hundred yard receivers um it's it's really tough to say honestly <laughs> i don't know i have them for week one i have it evans godwin and brown right now if you want that okay all right you know i think evans is gonna have uh, I have none, none of them at like a full touchdown, which is a weird thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think Evans is most likely to get the touchdown. I think Gronk is going to yep. get a touchdown. Uh, but I think they're all going to be within like 75. Interesting. For okay. Evans and then, you know, middle tier for Godwin and Brown. I think Brown's going to take a little bit of time. Um, yeah. It's week one. We're going to see it. But I don't, also don't trust Dallas's defense. So yeah. everyone could have a really, really big game. That's Dallas the hard part. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part with the defense like Dallas is that has no established defensive backs. Yeah. Really. Like you don't like know. They're who's... relying on a rookie to right. you know, be this like the head like, of their team. Yeah. You don't have like Lattimore racing Evans and okay, there you go. Now, you know, Godwin's you're going to be the play in this game or blah, blah, blah that you just don't have that in this game. So it makes it even trickier to figure out in some ways who's going to go off, especially because all of them could, like you said. So that, that, that is a lot to kind of, think about in process when it comes to this receiving group but i gotta ask you also about the tight end room like here we got rob gronkowski who man I, his numbers were fine last year but if you looked at the tape of of his performances too there were so many like opportunities on the field where he got missed for touchdowns for big plays he really could have had like an 800 yard eight nine touchdown season very easily if brady's just a little more accurate on a couple throws for whatever reason i've said this before on the podcast but every skill player on the bucks had the best catch rate of their careers last year with tom brady except for gronk who had the worst catch rate of his <laughs> career obviously he's the one that's played with brady throughout his career so that made it very humorous to me just a ridiculous statistic but i still think that there's a lot of potential there if gronk had come out and dominated camp a little more he was fine but if he'd come out and like lit up camp i might believe a little bit more 
now I kind of think he's going to be very touchdown dependent. Is that how you see him? And do you see any other factors in the Bucks tight end room worth starting? Yeah, I mean, probably not starting, but rostering at least. Well, I mean, you you can have Gronk. The tight end year, this year for tight ends is a really weird year. Unless you have, you know, Kelsey Kittle, maybe Waller. It's kind of like we don't know what John Smith's going to do, and he was high end last year. So it really is a weird year. So you could roster Gronk, absolutely. He did have those missed catches. Uh, he was out for a year, too, you got to think about. Yeah. I, I, you know, yes, I'm going to see him as a touchdown guy, but Bruce Arians also hasn't been the guy who uses tight ends a lot. You know, I, when they signed Gronk last year, I said – more of a blocking guy. He's going to be there to protect Tom, maybe as a decoy, get those, you know, end zone, like five yard passes into the end zone for the touchdown. So I think Gronk's going to have kind of a similar year, obviously more points if he can hold on to the ball. And I, I think he's proud enough and he's probably worked hard enough with Tom now. I mean, you have like, like they're talking about catch rates. You got the the goat, like just landing it, you know, softly in your hands yeah. of the baby. Like it, that's surprising that Gronk had the worst. But also he's played Tom so much. Like there's there's so many good years there. Right. Um, but Gronk is definitely worth rostering. Um, I I actually had the Saints tight end. I was really excited about Troutman, and then mm, he got hurt. Yeah. So really got rid of him. Um, I do have the Green Bay tight end Toyin, but really it's going to be a really weird year if, unless you have Kelsey for tight mm. end. It's kind of yep. shaking out like nobody. There's a lot of guys on new teams. Um, you know. I kind of see Zach Ertz, him in Philadelphia, kind of seem like they're making up a little bit, and they need Jalen Hurts to starter. A guy you can get, I think he's going on rostered in a lot of leagues. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, because they got Dallas. Yeah, I was going to say they got Dallas Goddard, and he took a lot of the snaps last year, too. But that's a huge question mark because Hurts only played a select number of games last year. So you Mm -hmm. never know building new chemistry with a with a new quarterback whether he's going to favor one tight end over the other. They always say young quarterbacks love throwing to their tight ends. But if you have two of them, it's a coin flip for who he's going to pick. Yeah, he's got to, you know, we saw, you know, uh, with Fitzpatrick and Jameis, one love Brate, one love Howard, and they, mm-hmm. you know, found their guy there. So it's tight end position is definitely going to be interesting. And every year we see that one guy out of nowhere come up and be the top three guy where it was Waller last couple of years. Um, so it could be anyone. It could be, you know, one of these younger guys coming up, Dawson Knox, TJ Hawkinson. Um, the tight end is always a mystery to me, but Gronk is definitely worth rostering. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it on that team there. I'm, yeah. I'm really having a hard time picking up Fournette or, Jones as a RB one or two, maybe a good flex position week to week, but yeah, I was going to ask you, the Bucks have such an easy schedule. Like, come on, (laughs) (laughs) Super Bowl champs. And there might, I was reading your predictions on pewterreport.com. I read all of your predictions and thank you. I was like, yeah, they're homers. And I look at the schedule and I'm like, Oh no, they're not going to lose. It's difficult to find a lot of potential losses in there. If they play up to their potential, good question from Michael Henderson there though. He says, do you factor in defensive strategies when you try to rank these guys week to week, at least, is that something you look at a lot? Like teams that have, how successful the Bucks been against certain coverage schemes or certain coordinators or coaches or teams when they, when they go to play them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when they play the saints, you got to remember like ladder, like, uh, you know, the quarterbacks there, they're going to be, you obviously got to look at the defensive matchups there. Um, if you are Stefan Diggs and you're going against these guys that are a great corner and, um, the kid from uh, the Dolphins, Xavier Howard, this state. Yeah. yeah. Maybe put someone else higher there. Obviously, you got to look at the defensive strategy, but the Bucks, it's so hard because you have four guys between Gronk, Evans, Godwin, and Brown that he could just go to and then maybe hand it off to Lenny, who, you know, and it's just in Scotty Miller. I mean, you got like, if they're all covered, you got this little, little speed store guy there. And yeah. so the Bucks, it's really hard because most teams are going to have a strong side on the secondary. And so they're just going to go the other way. And it's gonna yeah, 
uh, S- Scotty Miller, I think, is is he's a perfect like daily fantasy guy where if you want to take a risk for him, he's going to have that that one week where he catches the deep ball. And, you know, not many other teams are going to have Scotty in their roster because, again, it, it is a, a little bit of a of a bet there for sure. Uh, it seems like, you know, people have asked me and, and hearing your opinion on this, too. It seems like whether you're playing week to week or if, if it's for the long haul in a season, as talented as this team is, the only guy that I know I feel comfortable if this guy was on my roster is Tom Brady, just because, you know, he's going to be the guy that's throwing the ball to all these talented players. He had 40 touchdowns last season. Do you see him going further than that for this year? And you got to factor in the rushing touchdowns as well. The the QB the sneak king, record. as they yeah, say. Exactly. Oh, God, I just love that. And actually, I love him a lot more after that Super Bowl parade when he got drunk and he saw that he was like kind of human and not so perfect. And yeah, had a weird. I am a Tampa fan. I root for them. I live here. You know, they're my NFC team. Yeah, there's, they don't really they don't really hurt. The, like they don't play the Browns that much. Yeah. So there's, there's exactly. not that uh, you don't have to worry about right. that. The hometown team, I like him and I like Brady a lot more. I see him right around the same area. I see him right around like. 37 to 40 touchdowns, maybe a few less interceptions. He had 12. I'm thinking maybe around the 10 range there. Um, just because they play so many poor defenses, I just don't think he's going to have as many interceptions. But yeah, definitely. I was making fun of Guy in my league for taking Brady in the third or fourth round. But you amateur. And like, it was probably <laughs> the he made because I'm looking at it now and it's such an easy schedule. And with these receivers, it's going right. to be, he's going to have a big year. And they're saying, he could be like 2017 Tom Brady. Arians is talking about how he looks in this preseason and the practices. So it's going to be interesting. He's what 44 now, and if, yeah. it's just, it, the guy's amazing, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited to watch him. And yes, definitely, it's amazing to say after 21 years, but Tom Brady should be your starting fantasy quarterback. If you can get <laughs> yeah. For sure. Not completely understand that stance. No question about it. I won't argue with that at all. Kristen Jolwin, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen, tell, remind the people real quick before you let you go where they can find you in the work you do over at Sports Caffeine. So we are Sports Caffeine one on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just search Sports Caffeine. I am Blaze, K-B-L-A-Z-E 81 at Twitter and at Instagram. So thanks nice. for having me, guys. Awesome. It's fun. Yep. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming Thanks on. So much, Thank Kristen, you coming on, giving us that fantasy football insight, really good stuff, really fun stuff from you. Bye, and thanks guys. for uh, joining the show for sure. Uh, we'll be, we've got uh, another guest coming up here in a second and I'm excited to get uh, the famous, the one and only Taylor Grizz Jenkins in here to talk about, I Big mean, I don't, know if he'll, I don't know if he'll talk with us or not. I mean, this yeah, is, I mean, he's getting calls from other radio stations. Exactly, Pat like, I don't know. I mean, I, he rem- I don't know if he remembers us from the fact that we used to work with him. And yeah. I feel, I don't know. It just, it's hard. Once you've been retweeted by Tom, quote tweeted by Tom quote Brady, tweeted. it's just a lot that changes in your life. And I know it's only been a few hours for him, but I'm kind of expecting him to pop on here just like drinking an old fashioned and smoking a cig. And like, I just, am, I'm just <laughs> wearing the sunglasses indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Big leather bound books. Anyway, uh, before we bring Taylor Grizz Jenkins on here, while we're on this fantasy football kick, got to remind our friends over underdogfantasy.com is where you can play fantasy football in their best ball leagues with that promo code pewter P E W T E R. It gives you 20. 20- Again, if you want that $25 in credit to play, just sign up real quick on underdogfantasy.com. That promo code allows you to put in opportunities for their tournaments. If you want to win $5 entries into their tournaments to win like a million dollars, you can do that right on the homepage of underdogfantasy.com. It's free. You can get five entries for free with the $25 in credit that they give you. If you want to play fantasy football, you can do that as well. There's best ball leagues. We've done 
five drafts, I think now, PeterReport.com with people. Uh, Scott Reynolds and a bunch of fans, some that are in this chat, I saw him talking about it, did a $50, uh, $50 buy-in, uh, 12-person league draft last night. And I think Long Lost Glazer was saying that Scott was out there drafting Devontae Adams with a third overall pick, just getting crazy ambitious. Wow. Pat Mahomes went second overall, I think. Apparently, it got crazy last night in that draft. So if you want to be a part of pewterreport.com drafts and draft with other Bucks fans, the other fans of the podcast, and myself, Scott, Matt, whoever, you can email me, J-O-N at pewterreport.com. I know if you're listening, I haven't responded to one of your recent emails. I've gotten a couple lately. We filled five leagues. I'm waiting for a few more to try and fill one more league before the season starts, maybe two more. If you want to do a $25 buy-in, $50 buy-in, or less than those, make sure that you let me know that in the email too. But J-O-N at pewterreport.com, let me know your interest. But even if you're not interested in one of our leagues and just want to do a tournament, go to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, sign up and get that $25 of credit all right matt we got to bring him in we'll see if he'll talk to us we'll see if he'll give us the time of day here but we got to bring in our friend taylor Grizz jenkins here onto the show there he is how we doing guys hey we're doing well what is it matt and jake i can't quite remember sorry so many names (laughs) running around in my head had to squeeze this in my agents on the phone i've got a cover shoot with sports (laughs) illustrated but but good thanks for having me on i'll see if i can make a few seconds here yeah we, we best appreciate friend, it. Best friend of Tom Brady here, Taylor Grizz Jenkins. Look at him. I mean, look at this background. It looks so – I remember yeah, man. Yeah, just great. like last week when you – it wasn't last week, but when you had the wooden slats behind you and everybody – Don't worry, I still got some wood over here everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, set that, it up a little differently. That's yeah. a heck of an upgrade. That That is – I love it. The bobbleheads and everything. You got the, uh, the book on the other side. That's, that's great. Look at that. You know, Brady's treating me well these days. Yeah, I was going to say, you know. (laughs) He uh, hooks it all up. Surround yourself with success. And like overnight, you know, you just, uh, you went from Brady taking his picture at the combine to what Brady looks like now. Just, just that's exactly just right in the blink of an eye I've made the, the transition the finger that's right it's beautiful to see <laughs> yeah. it's, it's beautiful to see all the changes that have happened for you i just want to ask like since you got retweeted by tom brady which if people don't know today uh taylor took a clip from the unbelievable buccaneers production in the current that you can watch over on youtube please watch it on youtube it's so good oh it's uh, great he took a clip from it where brady's kind of trash talking mike Vrabel very humorously for about what 30 seconds or so tweeted it out okay let's just start at the beginning let's start at that point you tweet it out what's in your head like you know you've been around trevor sikama long enough to know what yeah. works right so you know no, exactly this has some chance. yeah you come from the school of sikama i come <laughs> from the school of sikama so i was gonna say it's so funny how kind of our brains are wired to work in this industry with like social media so funny enough i was like watching i was like laying on the couch last night i was getting ready for bed i was moving to my bedroom i flipped on youtube and it was like one in the morning and i flipped on that episode of in it been out for like three hours and i haven't even been keeping up with it a ton it's an amazing series like we've said but i was like oh i'll watch it you know i, I love watching them they're so well done and i'm watching it. it's like one in the morning and i see that clip and i was like oh man like that's so funny like it's just the epitome of what Tampa Tom is. He came here and he's been like so outspoken, so on social media, so funny. It's like he has a whole like ears of this hilarious personality, this dad comment hasn't gotten to let loose. Um, and I, right at that moment, I, I, I last night and I was like, you know what? going to shoot it out it's it's one in the morning no one's going to see it like i think people would find this funny i'll shoot it out when i wake up in the morning 
So I so got you up had this morning. It scheduled. Like, yeah. So I had it scheduled. Oh, I was like, cause I, like I was going to say, that's how our, that's how our minds are so like wired to work. It's like, oh no, it's one o'clock. No one's going to see this. Not just the fact. I was like, oh, this is funny. Let me tweet it. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll wake up in the morning before I go to work. I'll shoot it out. And I shot it out and like immediately people were like retweeting it and liking it. And I was on the way, I was like on the way to work and I was tweeting a buddy and I was like, joking. I was like, oh, likes, like, it's going to go viral. You know what I mean? Like just kind of joking. And then I was actually at work in a meeting with another one of our writers and my editor. We're going over like how the paper is going to look next week. And I got my phone in my pocket. It had been kind of buzzing a lot more than I'm used to <laughs> from, from the likes and stuff. It was at a couple of thousand. And I looked down at my watch and I'm getting like DMS like, in like text buddies and like they're sending me screenshots and I just see like Brady quote tweet, like Brady quote tweet. And I was like, Oh, like what's going on? I pull out my phone in the middle of this meeting. I was like, sorry, like Brady just quote tweeted me. And, <laughs> they're, and they were immediately like, Oh my gosh, like stop what they're anymore. doing. Tom <laughs> yeah. Brady has quote tweeted. Fire so, me yeah, to, so to Sarah and Brie, like, I'm sorry, the rest of the meeting, I was, I was like, it's kind of laid back casual meeting. They're just going over like what the stuff in the paper is going to be next week. And I can't even focus. I was like, yo, like this is crazy. Like it, it, because then like everybody started retweeting, like all of a sudden, like things are blowing up. Like my buddies are sending me like screenshots of it and they're sending me like the, it's like the top post on like the NFL subreddit and they're sending me screenshots of bleacher report and it's on there. I get out of the meeting. I'm like walking back to my desk and I get a call from the Pat and Aaron show and they're like, Hey man, like, Hey, this is so-and-so from the Pat and Aaron show. Like, we were just wondering if you wanted to pop on for like 10 minutes and like talk about Brady quote tweeting you. And I just thought it was like, it's fun. Like it's fun, you know, for things like that to happen. It's cool to see how everybody reacts to it and to see all the fan bases from all around the world come together to be like, yo, turns out that like it was just the Patriots. We didn't like, like Tom Brady's actually super likable. <laughs> and that's why I was like, it's so the epitome of like who he's been since he got here, just yeah. his personality. And but really, I mean, like you said, all I did was take this little clip and put it out from the real credit goes to the Buccaneers. I mean, everybody not in the, in the front office, but like everybody in that organization from like Jill Beckman, who runs their social media, an absolute superstar at what she does. She's amazing. She she is she spearheads so much amazing content for the Bucks social media accounts. And then everybody behind the scenes from their video teams, you know, to their graphics teams that do an unbelievable job, including what we're talking about right now, which is just an awesome series in inside the current. It's just it, I'm sure you guys and most of the watchers now, listeners now have seen it. But if you haven't, I mean I'm a little biased because I want to watch the Bucks, but it's like incredible behind the scenes stuff. Be probably better than Hard Knocks, in my humble yeah. opinion. But yeah. just like kind of a crazy little like morning yeah. of just yeah. silliness. Like all of a sudden, like I just I'm just covering right now. I'm just covering sports for Plant City, That's and all right. of a sudden, like the goats quoting Ooh. me. He's got two million followers. I've got like a million people arguing, like talking about. Yeah, how man, they love it's Tom. um, it's I love it's, Tom now. Right, of course. It's it's crazy because. Uh, Obviously, in the current is awesome with the Bucks and other NFL teams have done like their own production, whatever. And it's all better than hard knocks. Like it's not even close. Like granted, the team can can spin things they, the way they want to and everything will be good. So you have that benefit of it. I'll just give you the perspective from like what was going on when I saw the tweet. So we were literally like right in the we were right in between interviews at, at press conferences, whatever. And I had we were waiting for a player and. I have Brady. I turned my notifications on for Brady. So anytime he tweets, I get it. And so it said like Tom Brady tweeted. And then it said underneath like Taylor Jenkins. I was like, wait, what? And like, I pulled it the, up and I saw that he quote Taylor tweeted. Jenkins? 
And the. right right as I, I like reacted to it, just to myself, Greg Allman is over to the left of me, a couple seats over, and he's like, oh, Taylor Jenkins got a quote tweeted by Brady. And I turned to him, and we were both kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, let's go. And then funny enough, we, we were talking after, and I was like, yeah, you know, because I had texted you, and I'm sure you were getting bombarded with stuff, so you had sent me the wrong emoji, and then you corrected and sent the the right emoji, and I was I was telling Greg like, oh yeah, he's probably like going crazy right now because so many people are hitting him up, whatever. And we were just joking like, hey, you could go out later and and get pulled over for speeding. Just show the officer your text. Like, yeah. sorry, officer, but I got quote tweeted by Tom Brady, and he'll be like, okay, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I told Brady next drinks on me. I'm on the way to Davis Island. Get on yeah. the yacht right now, he's sir. Just you don't understand. I got quote tweeted by Tom Brady. I have to. I have to get going. I'm sure the officer would let you off with at least just a warning. That's but right. it's crazy how social media works, right? It's crazy how like I shoot out the like. I mean, we're all guilty of just shooting out these goofy tweets, you know, just content and yeah. stuff, you know, the stuff that we think fans would like and people mm -hmm. like it, just fans of the game would like. And then in one moment, like Brady sees it and just yeah. does that. And all of a sudden it just like takes on a whole life of its own. It's kind of insane. And then yeah. I'm literally Peter Report podcast, 620 interviews. And yeah. all I did was shoot <laughs> out like a goofy 27 second yeah. clip of the Bucks. Hey, like you were current. thinking at at one in the morning. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. the school of Sigma, man. You did it well. You, you knew, you understood. You paid attention in class. You took notes and you executed the, <laughs> yeah. the class assignment very well. Trevor would be very, very proud as I'm sure he is somewhere. I didn't see him. I didn't know if he texted or anything or seen it today because I know he's traveling today. I did send uh, it to him. I sent you, it to him okay. and he was like, he gave me the like OMG, LOL, all caps, like. But it was funny because Matt, right when you texted me, Greg DM me, like yeah, Stephen he, Che yeah, DM me. That. Oh, it, nice. was, it was just super fun. That's great. How that, how like, how crazy social media can just like snowball like that, and how like right. one little tweet I shoot out is I think is funny at nine a.m. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it just takes yeah. on a whole life of its own. Hey, it made us, it made us very happy. We all kind of cracked up when we saw it in the group. I wish it happened more when I was at the at Pewter Report, man. Yeah, but seriously. I wish stuff I like wish that you, happened more when I was that, actually covering hey, the Bucks. Next time you got something like that, we'll tweet it out from the Pewter Report account, man. Like, come on, you don't need yeah. that clout. Like, like hey guys, come, come on. on, content right here, that's content right, provider. Right. <laughs> hey, that kind of stuff is really good, though. I, I I hand it to you on that. All right, well, while we have you here, Taylor, can we get some Bucks thoughts from you? I know people like, hey, we love social media, but let's talk about the Bucks a little bit here. Preseason's wrapped up. Uh, regular season is approaching. Week one against Dallas. I know you're moving on. You've got high school football running through your brain right now, and you're uh, doing great work over the Plant City Observer. But I am curious your thoughts right now on the Bucks and looking around at the rest of the league. Like, do you feel like this team is probably going to be better than the team that we covered and saw win a Super Bowl last year? I mean, I don't really know how they can't be. Like, granted, it's really, really hard to win in sports in any professional sport you see how many great people don't do it i jokingly said a couple days ago like how the landscape of the nfl is going to change so much when brady's gone because he's been in the league and he's been to Super Bowls. that means that 50 percent of the time that you know any other team in his conference just doesn't have a chance to go to the super bowl and he's won seven of them now so statistically about a third of the time any other any other team that could be a Super Bowl champion wasn't. So I'm not saying that the Bucs are like 
you know, it's them against the field, which the odds are never great, but they just come off a Super Bowl win. They are the first team in the salary cap era to return all 22 starters. And not just that, but they returned all of their staff. You had Todd Bowles interviewing with some teams, and you're probably a little lucky they went so far in the playoffs because you don't lose guys like that, but almost the entire staff comes back. And then, as you guys, I'm sure, have talked about, you bring back so much depth. And not only that, but you look at how long. We talked all year last year about this team just doesn't look good enough to win a Super Bowl. They don't look good enough to win a Super Bowl. They look good. They're great on paper. They have all this talent. But until that bye week when they made significant adjustments, they started yeah. throwing the ball more on early downs. They started utilizing the play action, which you had been beating the table for since you joined Pewter Report and the Bucks started playing. And they made all of these adjustments. And Tom Brady comes out and he goes, I didn't even really know the system that well. Yeah. So I don't really know how they can be a worse team. And I think that that really bodes well with a full offseason camp with with offseason workouts with a full training camp with preseason games how they can't come out better and it's just they're going competition i think the nfc is or the afc is probably a little tighter at the top than it is in the a in the uh, nfc but i don't know how they can't enter this right there with the chiefs as favorites to be back if not win it just an unbelievable roster that now has a year of continuity, and that could be really, really scary. And then you guys saw they go and they add some real. I mean, how do you let the Bucks get Joe Tryon Shoyinka? Mm-hmm. Thirty-one teams let the Bucks do that. He's yeah. not even a starter. Yeah, he's not even a starter, and he looks like he could go out there and be an eight, yeah. ten sack guy. That's that's yeah. just a, a yeah. wealth. It's not fair. A wealth. <laughs> I of, have this. Completely- that's just a wealth of riches. I have this completely like illogical. I wouldn't even call it anxiety necessarily, but just like. Like they're almost too good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I feel like I have to kind of like, not, not that I make up stuff. I can see pads. I mean, outside of everybody, an injury is the obvious disclaimer, but I can see pads like, you know, just think about the NFC. Like realistically, like it's the Packers. It's it's the Packers Packers. who are, who have a worse roster than last year. Now Rogers could be so good. It doesn't matter for sure, but a worse roster offensive line is definitely worse. And without Bakhtiari for the first six, maybe seven weeks of the season, um, at least the first six weeks, he's on the pup list. Um, You know, it's just, there's a lot of questions. The rest of the, I mean, how quickly can Stafford and those guys put it together? That's a good team for sure with the Rams, but you know, are they going to Browns are right there. Can they put it together? Browns have an unbelievable. Yeah. You got Kansas city right then and there. AFC, yeah, I, mean, I can see the challengers absolutely. Like, I, if if you told me somebody beats the Bucks in the Super Bowl and from the AFC, that that part is easy for me to uh, to to picture, yeah. and uh, I can figure out how that happens with some of the teams like the Bills, the Chiefs, maybe the Browns if Baker's on that level. We'll see. But in the NFC, like, I think the Bucks are going to play poorly or yeah. suffer injuries to lose to some of those teams. Maybe Rodgers is just that magical. But I don't know if the Rams are going to have to be Forty Niners. Questions. I mean, the Bucks beat them twice last season. Granted, not the second just game like, was close. So like, you know, they like that home game, they kicked the crap out of the And Packers. for a lot of that game, it didn't look that close. Like the final score was a lot closer than that Packers play. That was pretty much a steamrolling through the first half. I mean, I mean, that touchdown to Scotty Miller was really big to give him a little cushion, but it never really felt that close. And the yeah. and the the what what was it, week six last year when they beat him? I mean, that game was just yeah. A shellacking. There was about three drives combined where like Packers went down and scored. Bucks were struggling a little bit where we were like, oh man, like this is not going well. And then for the last three and a half quarters, it was just brutal, brutal. Yeah. 
It's it's uh it's a totally different world. I mean, you guys know from having covered this team even longer than I have, but and I can only just imagine and see the reactions of Bucks fans. Tony says here, we are used to talking about the draft by October. Now we are trying to find which NFC teams can beat the Bucks. It's amazing turnaround. It is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And there's been a lot of pieces to it. And we've talked about it at length and we'll continue to talk about it at length. But I am just kind of surprised by the it's not just how good the Bucks are but also the rest of the NFC, like they've hit this at the right time, I think, at least on paper. Yes. Again, you got to go out and execute. You can lose any week. Like you could clearly lose to a team that's worse than you. We've seen it happen in the regular season and in the playoffs. So it's not saying anything's guaranteed, but our job is just to look at what's in front of us, the information, and say, wow, you know, this is really good. Now Dallas is going to have a great offense in that week one game, which we'll get into right. a ton next yeah. week. That is going to be a good game because offense has started faster than defense for a couple weeks or a couple seasons in a row now. Last year was the most – points through the first three weeks for the first week second week third week i think all first i don't know when at one point it fell off or if it did fall off i know for the season i think it was the most points scored in the season but we'll see if that rate goes up but offenses start faster than defense i think usually and so just the fact that it could be some type of a shootout early on i think that first game is going to be one of the toughest games of the year for the bucks I actually think I mean, Dak Prescott was averaging what until he got hurt last year, like yeah, yeah. But you got to think they were they were down they were down by like fifty points every single game, which is which is why he had to do that. I actually think I'm like I'm almost more excited for the Bucks defense than what they can do offensively because I just because one's can. the way Todd Bowles can draw things up, I think this defense will be even better than last season and can win a couple games. Maybe not necessarily early on, but they'll win some games for the Bucks just because if offense is struggling, just because a lot of teams aren't going to score against them. I don't think. Granted, Dallas is a good team, and sure they got a lot of weapons, but Dallas a lot of times too they need to, you know, they're bread and butter. Even with all the great wide receivers, they're all about running the ball and setting up that that RPO. But the Bucks have the best run defense in the NFL, so like I'm not yeah. worried about Ezekiel Elliott at all, and that just speaks for the whole. Uh, to go back to the contenders real quick, yes, we think it's the Packers that are number one. I think there's a couple teams, too, where it's like, yeah, their ceiling is really high, but you never really know if they're going to actually get to that level. I think the Cowboys are a perfect example. Uh, I think it was Long Lost Glazer said the 49ers. Like, that's another team. Yes, they could get there, but they but have Lance so many have to hit, injuries. Like, right away. And yeah, Lance issues like that in the preseason. The Rams. I will say the Bucks. The Bucks did get really Stafford. lucky last year with injuries. They were one of the least injured teams, yeah. I think, from from a starting per- and, games and missed. Yeah, both, both and I mean, even the year Arians, before, you, yeah. you see some like, and I think Arians has gotten better with that because you did see guys like Scotty Miller go with some soft tissue yep. before questioning should they be going a hundred percent in practice in November? You know, after a full off season of 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 summer heat you know in florida and i think that he's gotten better with the sports science he fully embraces that which is awesome he gives guys like indomitian sue gronk all the guys that are a little older on this team he says they know how to play the game they'll be here on sunday they don't yeah. need to jpp doesn't need to practice four days leading up to a to a week five game and i think that's really important they've done a really good job of keeping guys healthy um obviously a lot injuries do involve a lot of bad luck and you hope that the Bucks don't have that. One thing, Matt, to your point with the defense, I'm really interested in see, seeing to what degree guys take steps forward compared to what they regress. Because I think that a, one yeah. thing that's really fresh in people's mind is how well the Bucks defense played in the playoffs. Um, 
We knew that they had a great front seven. We knew that they could shut down the run. They did that all year. But there was a significant amount of time last year when, John, yeah. we were talking about, is Sean Murphy Bunting even Off good enough to be in the starting lineup right here? Is Devin White going to continue to be a liability in coverage? Now, you guys have seen a that I have in camp this year. Um, but I want to see once game action gets started. I've had confidence in the world in Jamel Dean. Um, I, last year I was writing articles last offseason, you know, is he already the best cornerback on this league? But we've seen him struggle. We've seen him have situations where he isn't that strong. Jordan Whitehead, you kind of know what you have. I don't want to get blocked here, but he is a really good player. He's physical. He's downhill, but he's not going to be pro you know caliber guy but he is a really good contributor in what he does is he going to stay there i think he's got the talent too i think he probably will he in his in that role carlton davis we know he's got the talent but last year was far and above he was looking like a borderline top 10 cornerback in this league last year he can still be good and not be that level but the bucks need him to he was the guy that was shadowing the julio jones and shadowing the michael thomases and locking those guys down and then once playoff time came all those guys that we really had questions about Devin White's coverage ability, Sean Murphy Bunting's coverage ability, they came up huge. I mean, Devin White flying, uh, I mean, after the, really the Washington game, Devin White flying all over the field. Oh, he wasn't in that game, but after that, flying all over the field. Sean Murphy Bunting had, what, three interceptions in the playoffs last year. Guys like Mike Edwards were stepping up and getting picks. So if that secondary can, I mean, even be close to what they were in the playoffs last year, in that little undefeated run they went on, and kind of eliminate some of the struggles that they had. This defense can be absolutely mm. disgusting. Yeah. But again, yeah. offense is far more predictable year to year as far as like they're far less variable. You kind of can predict mm-hmm. production a lot better than defense. So we'll see. But I think it's just yeah. as likely they get better than they regress. No, right. that's a great point too, Taylor. Just uh, speaking about the defense, with the corner is the is the one question mark in terms of overall depth i would say for example yeah okay if someone if vita Vey gets hurt again we saw last year they proved okay you put in nacho you put him mcclendon in there or like if sue got hurt you still have vita you put those guys in linebacker if one of those guys has to miss a game you're pretty confident kevin minter safety you have mike edwards as a third safety who could probably yeah. be a starter on a lot of other teams and he still yeah. makes an impact as that third role but again at corner if carlton davis is hurt then you got dean and uh smb Yes, you have Ross Cockrell, but I think you're less confident in that than you would be with any of the other depth roles at those positions that I that I just mentioned. So I agree with you there. And I tweeted this when they to your point, like if if a guy now Vita is that man is as close as you can get to a unicorn on the defensive line. I think is <laughs> right. not exactly a guy you can replace. You can put band aids on the cut. You can't really heal it. We saw how unbelievable that defense was immediately was when, when he came, came back. back. It was just like it was already a good defense, but just got a completely different front with him there. But so I am so excited turn. to see pass rush defense, man. When you have Vita Vea in the middle, you've got JPP on the end. Yep. He muted. He's muted. Is he muted for you? He's, yeah, he's muted for me. I can't hear him. He muted him. He- can't. Yeah, you're he muted, man. Mic. He unplugged his mic, baby. <laughs> Their mic isn't connected, it says. The passion about the pass <laughs> rush got Grizz to unplug that mic. Just he lost his right voice. He, he was so excited about it. it. He is, But he is right about that. I mean, that, that pass rush is, to me, if you're looking for area that this team can be more distinguishably different 
than in years past. You might be good now, Grizz. Uh, that or than last year, even the pass rush that you can get with four and not having to rely on as much blitzing, which again, remember, it was a difference maker in the Super Bowl. And I know that was against a lot of backups. Now you have better players rushing on your side. It's going to make a big difference, I think. Sorry, guys. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah we got you. Yeah, yeah. I think I bumped my mic and it screwed everything up. Like my mic wasn't working. Brady my headphones was calling you. I didn't know if Brady was calling you on like another stream yard link right. and you had to like jump out. Not yet. So. I think we're scheduled to speak at seven tonight. So we're okay. Good. All right. Sounds good. Well, we actually got to wrap up here and let you go. We're going to keep this podcast a little bit shorter before my voice that my cracking voice here goes completely. But uh, we do appreciate you jumping on Taylor and giving us some insight, man. It's been, it's always a lot of fun having you on the show and getting you to come back and talk about stuff. And I hope you and Brady enjoy your newfound friendship and it's a it's blossoming. Absolutely, man. For y'all. <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all for having me on. It's always a good time. You guys continuing to do, I mean, absolutely phenomenal work. It's always fun reading you guys stuff. And again, it's always fun to get to pop in here and just talk Bucks football. So I appreciate having me yeah, on for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Is USF going to cover plus 19? I think they'll cover. I don't know about winning, but also, and at this point, I'm just looking for progress. Yeah, I'm exactly. realistic with the win totals, but I, man, it's I'm, I was so heartbroken last year. Things were going to change a little bit with we'll just one win, but I love the foundation they've got. I love the foundation. I really have no idea what to expect. I like to think they'll cover, but the future's bright, even if the right. present might not be quite as bright. We'll uh, we'll stick with that. The future is bright. But go Bulls. Absolutely. Taylor Gross Jenkins, Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Jumping out of here. Well, it's good stuff, Matt. And it's uh, it reminds me that as you're talking about coverage and all those kind of things, uh, it reminds you to mention our friends over at Briar Greaves Insurance. You don't stay in business for over 30 years if you're things right, but none more than giving exceptional personal service to their insurance customers. We all need insurance, whether it's life, homeowners, auto, or even commercial insurance. Briar and Sam Greaves and their staff, they're the best in the Bay Area. They're big Bucks fans. <coughs> Excuse me. It'll take you 10 minutes. Just give them a call. See if they can save you some money. That's all you got to do. BriarGreavesInsurance.com or call them 813-876-4166. Give those guys a call. See if they can save you some money on your insurance. Matt, next week, full slate of shows lined, shows lined up on the Pewter Report TV channel. We've got Monday's podcast at 4 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday's podcast, 4 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, and then we roll right into Thursday. I think pretty sure that's the schedule for next week. Games on Thursday. Yeah, the game's so we'll, on we'll Thursday. We'll have the post-game pod on Thursday, and then another pod on Monday. Then we'll be off on, or on Friday, uh, and then we'll be off on the weekend uh, and, and leave you with your thoughts on Friday. But next week, yeah, full slate of shows. Week one is approaching. We've got lots of preview work to do. I'm going to have a prediction, a production prediction for all the Bucks skill position players for the year how I think they'll finish out their box score stats for the year will finish out. So there's going to be a lot to look forward to over at pewterreport.com and on the Peter Report podcast next week. And we're very excited about it. We're especially excited about the show that we are hosting over at Whiskey Wings in Temple Terrace. Oh, That's yeah. going to be on Thursday pregame show before we dive into that live stream that we're going to be doing during the, during the Bucks cowboys game. We're going to have a pregame show over at Whiskey Wings. It's going to be live. It's going to be on site. We're going to be having a great time over there. So if you're a Bucks fan, go on out to Whiskey Wings. They got $8.99 burgers and fries uh, out there and $5 Tito's. You got lots of opportunities to have a great time over at Whiskey Wings. And so head on out there next Thursday. 
It's going to be a blast. You'll get to meet. I think Scott and myself will be out there, um, and we'll be doing some the live pregame show stuff on the Bucks and it'll it'll and the Cowboys. It'll be great before the game. So we'll let you know more details about that as we get closer. But that's going to be next Thursday. So Whiskey Wings is going to be the place to be. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for Week One. Can't wait to be back next week on the Peter Report podcast. So appreciate you all for a great week and great attendance, listenership, viewership, all of that on the Peter Report podcast. Out. One week till Bucks football. Let's go. Out.